Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Talkin' Smowdown. I am Josh the Merc Rainer, and this is episode number 52. Uh, as you can see, I am not alone today. I have a special guest with me. He is the host of SCN After Live. He loves to talk about the Smowdown. Give it up for Mr. Jay Way. Jay, thanks for joining me today. Dude, thank you so much for having me, man. I was saying earlier on Facebook, of all the Merc shows that I've hosted, co-hosted, guested on, this is the one I'm probably most excited for, even over SEN Afterlife. I just, my passion has become Schmodown as far as what I like to talk about over these last, uh, well, this whole season. So I appreciate you having me on, man. This is going to be great. Absolutely. It'll be fun to actually talk to with somebody on here. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. It'll be interesting. <laughs> so, uh, Normally, when I do this show, uh, if I have like news or topics, uh, I like to do that before I jump into the actual matches. Uh, and so, uh, some stuff when I watched uh, like backstage and and some SCN this week or this past week uh, came up. Uh, and so last week, I, I you know I kind of went off on on the show about uh, rules consistency. And you, we've had this conversation before. Uh, I know that you did the same thing on uh, a yeah. recent episode of SCN After Live. <laughs> If you guys haven't uh, checked that out, there's a clip out of it and everything, so go go and check that out. So, uh, you know, without getting as deep as you did there, uh, I just kind of want to get your quick thoughts, uh, as quick as you can, I suppose, uh, on some of this uh, rules inconsistency stuff that's uh, been going on. Okay, well, first and foremost, I want to say, I mean, obviously I care about the rules and everything, but just to get my point out, I don't care what the rules are. I just want the rules to be consistent. Like, in one match... Either the is it needs to be in front of the movie title or it doesn't. And if it does or doesn't, we need clarification as fans because we're sitting here in the dark. Um, I, I'm not, I'm just, that was, I wasn't sure about all that. And uh, thanks to Chandra, we'll get into that later, but thanks to him for oh, yeah. calling out the precedent. Um, but yeah, they're just and and I, I know it sounds real nitpicky, but if we're going to, if we're, if we're talking about it, uh, and we want it to be a sport, then we got to think about career stats for these co competitors. We got to think about championships. We got to think about the manager's records. Um, all of that stuff matters. And so all of the little things matter because the little things are the things that end up changing results of matches, as we saw that with uh, this last pay-per-view match. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I mean, I have been a big proponent ever since he brought up Christian brought up the idea of a rules book. You know, uh, I, I've I've always said this needs to be something that needs to be available. And I understand it takes time to put together. I get yeah. that. But if anything, start putting out pieces of it just so that people under know and understand what these rules are. Yes. Um, now, on last week's backstage, Roca even went off about this, about how there needs to be a set rule book uh, that is made available and has to be stuck to. Uh, Bateman uh, started to be like, you know, I, you know, I, I, I don't want it to be uh, so to the letter because I, you know, if there's some, but then he started to think about it, and I think he started to come around to the right. same, the same thing. So even the competitors, you know, you got John Roca, one of the biggest competitors in this, in this, in this sport, and and, and he's saying the same thing that we've been saying for for fucking months. Yeah, you know, that there, this this rules book it needs to happen. It needs to be finalized and get out there. And it needs to be stuck to. Like, yeah. Period. End of story. It needs to be stuck to. It, it's far too lax, man. It's, yeah. I, and I had told you this before, and I'll say it now. Um, 
you know, at this point in time, I don't believe Schmodown is a sport. I don't think it's living up to the sports aspect of sports entertainment. And it, until it does, I just see it as a group of friends having fun playing games in their living room, which is great. That's that's basically how the Schmodown started, and that's yeah. awesome. But if we're wanting to take it up a level and take it to, to a higher place, man, we got to start doing this shit right. I mean, right is right and wrong is wrong, especially when you're asking questions about trivia kind of stuff. There's only one right answer. I mean, maybe sometimes there are gray areas, and that's what challenges are for. And uh, But right is right and wrong is wrong. You know, in tennis, it's either on the line or it's not on the line. And if it's on the line, there's always going to be a specific call made. And if it's not on the line, there's always going to be a specific call made. That's what I say when I say consistency, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned the, the whole the thing. That, yeah, which which obviously we'll dive more into as we get to that match, but you know, it either needs to be the has to be there or it doesn't matter. But pick one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't care which way you go, just pick one and stick to it. That's what needs to happen. Uh, and since that, you know, they've been setting precedent, then just use that. That boom, okay, that's a precedent. That is the rule now. Set it yeah. and say and say that that's what it is and stick to it. And that's what that. That's just what needs to happen. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, John uh, also said this is this is kind of getting away from that stuff, but uh, he did say that he it sounds like he will be going into the tournament. Uh, so l- last week, uh, after that Ethan Irwin match, he uh, he sounded like he was ready to to give it give it a quit. You know what I mean? To to kind of step away. But it seems like he's calmed down and he uh, seems ready. He he was saying about ninety percent. He you know he. He'll, he'll know by the time uh, he's, supposed to, he's supposed to do his thing. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, he's coming up pretty soon. Uh, pretty sh- I think next week, Sabrina has her match, and so like it's going to have to be determined soon whether or not she's taking his, his spot well, or not. Maybe I'm wrong here. Uh, see, I, I'm more of the uh, – I just love competition more than anything. So – you know, uh, you know, more than any factions or any individual players, I just love good matches, you know? Yeah. But one thing I've been unclear on is, uh, and there it went, just went right out of my head as as quickly <laughs> as it came in, dude. I mean, just boom, and right out the other side. Well, something that I had uh, thought about, if he, if he were to not go and be in the tournament and give oh, Sabrina oh, yeah. his spot, and then Dan Merle wins the title. Who takes up? Because there's an open spot. Right. If Dan, if Dan wins the title from, from Ethan, Sabrina's automatically in. And if Roka's not in, who then would take over that slot? That is a question that they never addressed, obviously, because I don't ever think he was 100% serious about quitting. Um, but, I mean, let, let's... Take a quick look at that. Who do you think? Who would you want? I know there's, I think, like a, like Cody Hall, uh, Gray Drake. They're on that team, I believe. Uh, there's a few others, but who do you, who, do you have any preferences? Uh, who you would want to see take over? Yes, uh, if that happens? absolutely. And who I would want to win the whole the whole damn thing, dude. Classy Clark Wolf coming out of retirement, dude. Oh, that would be awesome. Now, I know that's a really stupid answer because she's obviously not going to and she's not on any of the factions, but... I am going to stick with my cheap answer Plus, there I'm because I'm sure just such is, a big fan of her. I'm pretty sure she is the commissioner. Yes, still, she is. Even though I don't think we've seen any. Hey, she might have a good shot at winning then. 
But I'll tell you what, I'd be right there watching that, man. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I love yep. her, man. Uh, so, but uh, to be honest, though, I'm not sure, man. I, I'm yeah. just say I'm not sure, man. I haven't thought that far ahead, to be honest. And this this tournament is just it's so fucking big, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm still trying oh, to wrap yeah. my head around it. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I think for me, um, I, she's she's not she's not John Roca caliber, but uh, I would I wouldn't mind seeing Gray Drake being there since she's already yeah. on on the Finstock Exchange, uh, but. I'd be down. I'd be down for that. You, we don't get to see her often, but she was always entertaining for me when when uh, when she was in there. And I think because she'd be going up against uh, people from the play-in matches, like the lower seed, right? John's like top seed, so she probably actually have a better shot at, at this match. And I think it would be who, uh, whoever winds up the other competitor in that match, it would be a more even match there. Because honestly. Whoever winds up in there, I still think Roka's gonna smoke him. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm not counting Roka out at all, man. No, uh, not at all. I I honestly do believe that he could run his way through that entire bracket and uh, and 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 hell, he could end up taking that championship title, dude. Yeah. It would be a lot harder, I think, for him to take it from Merle than Irwin, but uh, but yeah, he definitely can, dude. And imagine the comeback story for that, oh, dude. Yeah. You know, he loses the number one contender match in very dramatic fashion and con with controversy, mm. and then just plows through the entire bracket, dude, and gets right back up in there for that title. Yeah, what a story! Yeah, I mean, I, we're I have we're talking like Roka documentary two point oh. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, I guess they're going to be putting it on YouTube soon. Is what the I can't about. wait. Do they? I. I don't when it came out. I put it in my save list and all that on my Patreon and. I completely forgot about that damn thing until they started talking about it this week. But now I'm excited to go back and watch it. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the same thing. <laughs> I did the same thing. Uh, so some other stuff that came up on backstage. Uh, Tom Dagnino and Roca both brought up uh, the, pos the, the whole thing about managers and competitors conferring on air um, and how it kind of gives a, a, at times a disadvantage. Um, because there are things that you don't necessarily want to say out loud. Like he talks about um, after missing that five point question, uh, how he he was he was kind of he was messed up, you yeah. know, going into that into that uh, sudden death round, um, and he didn't want on air to say that he was scared. He says that he said this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Scared. And so they brought up the idea of uh, like having them possibly be done like off air. What are your thoughts on that? Like they could do them the way that they do challenges, just put up, put up a card and have them do all the conferring stuff. Just like that. You know, you don't get yeah. to hear any of that stuff when they're in studio. So it'd be just like that. So what are your it, thoughts on that? I, I'm down with that. As long as I don't care how they do it, as long as the manager and the competitors uh, are the only ones who can, well, I mean, Mark and Christian, that's fine. You know, what are they going to do anyway? But as long as the other manager and competitor can't hear it, then I don't care how they do it. I think that's a great idea because Roxy was talking about that on SEN Live today okay. uh, about how, you know, a lot of her managing style takes place in those private conversations. Like that's when they're in the studio and they come in from yeah. the side and mm -hmm. no one can hear them, that's when they really manage and so yeah. Roxy was talking about that today too. How that she's not a big fan of not being able yeah. to have those private conversations. Yeah, I don't care how they do it, man. But I think I'm down for it if they can work it out. Yeah, 
Tom said that pretty much that exact same thing. So, yeah, I think I don't think there's a need for it to be on air. They can do the same thing they do with the challenges and just put a card up. It's it's not like like I said before, it's not like we were seeing those things before. Right, right. So I, I don't. And then another thing that was brought up, uh, I think this one was actually brought up by Bateman, the idea of a 30-second timeout during normal matches. Now, this is something hmm. that was that, that has come about during Ironman matches. You know, each competitor gets a 30-second timeout if they need a break just because of how intense Ironman matches are. Um, yeah. And, and apparently some of the other competitors have, have uh, expressed interest in this as well. What are your thoughts on incorporating a 30-second timeout into normal matches? To be honest, this is the first I'm hearing of it, so I've not really thought about it. Um, in the moment, I can't think of a of a real downside to it, but at the same time, I don't I don't know. Well, I mean, I can't. Yeah, I don't really see a downside to it. I'd have to think about it more, but I mean, other than just uh, the, I guess the only downside I could see would be potentially disrupting the flow for one of the competitors like if i I want to take a break and you don't then that's going to mess with you a little bit while giving me some breathing room um now that that's the only thing i can think of but i don't know that that's uh enough of a negative to not do that so i don't know that's interesting i i definitely i definitely agree with that but i also think like that could just become part of gameplay you know just like how jts and challenges and all that stuff have just essentially become part of gameplay and can be used to either help you or to disrupt your, your opponent. Um, but I, when, when you have somebody who gets like real rattled, you know, after like maybe a big intense challenge happens or, or whatever, uh, and maybe you need, and if you got to go right back into it, I mean, you may fuck things up, you know, and I th- yeah. 30 seconds could be very helpful. I think it'd be interesting. I, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that happen next, next uh, season. A couple other things. Uh, Christian mentioned, uh, I think this was on uh, an episode of SCN, uh, that he wants to create a minor league. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he talked about how, so like, you know, in this minor league, you know, they would probably do things like tournaments, and, and then the winner of that tournament would go up to the main roster to either compete in something or, or whatever, or just be on the main roster. Um, and, you know, for wrestling fans out there, it'd be like the main roster being WWE and then this minor league being NXT. Yeah. So what... What do you think about that? Is that something that you'd be interested in seeing? I mean, it's a lot. It's more more matches and stuff like that. Yeah. But then you're seeing a separation of stuff. But would that be okay with you? What do you think? I think it'd be fine. Um, I think it'd actually be kind of cool, and it would give you that. Uh, it would give you more of that sports feel, especially if if you're a baseball fan. Uh, it would give you that vibe of having those minor leagues. Now, it would even be. I think if you're going to do that. I would make some of the rules just a little bit different, perhaps. Okay. Just, just to, I, I, and I don't know exactly why I just said that. As I said it, I'm kind of slowing down. Like, wait a minute, why are you saying this? So, let's put that on the side burner. But uh, for real, I think it would be interesting if you could somehow make the draft run into the minor league so that, like, say, Swag, he's not, uh, you say Winston's not happy with the performance of a competitor, he can take them off his roster and go down to the minor leagues and pull from his roster down there. Uh, Almost like have, like, a little sideboard 
like ready in case you need to pull somebody up. Yeah, like each baseball team has their own minor league team, and yeah. and that so like Winston would have his own minor league team where he drafts people for his yeah. minor league team, and and I mean he, obviously the the managers in the schmodown in the in the big show are going to be far too busy to really manage minor league fac factions. Yeah. But I mean, I think that, I think that you could find a workaround with that, uh, you know, is perhaps uh, make the manager, the big show manager, more of a consultant role for the minor league, for their minor league f faction, and then have someone who steps in that role and manages them on a day-to-day -day basis and then goes to Winston for the big things and stuff like that and get a game plan. I, I mean, I don't know. That could be interesting, too, if you did it that way. Then you'd have kind of a uh, – you'd have the same the same kind of scoring and faction battles in the minor leagues as you yeah. would in the big in the big show. So. Yeah, and I think it would make it more – yeah, more interesting to watch those. Not just, you know, okay, here's another match, but there's more to it. You'd get more invested in it. Um, yeah, I think that would be interesting. And my thought was if, if we ever get back, you know, to doing – you know, studio shows and everything. Yeah. The minor leagues could be the virtual shows. You know, True. they don't, they don't yeah. have to be in studio. Those could just be virtual shows just so that you can kind of meet these new people, get to, to see them. They'll get exposure, you know, uh, and then still get to play and kind of get used to that kind of thing before going up and being in the actual studio stuff. So I don't know. It, yeah, for sure. Good. Yeah. Uh, then the last thing I have on here, uh, it's something that you had brought up to me, and then I, I went and, uh, and and watched the episode. Uh, Christian, I think it was Christian, uh, said that uh, Chandru is a dirty player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were his words, too. <laughs> and compared him to the likes of one Jeff Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God. gosh. And, and before he said that, it never really like I always like, I've been thinking like yeah he he's definitely kind of kind of kind of heelish yeah but then when he compared him to Jeff Snyder I was like holy shit he's right <laughs> I, I had never thought of that comparison but I'm yeah. with you as far as um I felt that Chandru is uh, a heel for quite a while now and I can't man I can't for the life of me remember exactly what it was but the the thing that solidified that for me was the comment he made on schmoes of the North show uh do you remember what that was by chance uh, no, it was so remember. long ago but yeah. but even before that I was like he's definitely a heel and I don't mean that in a bad way I fucking love the heel work man I love heels yeah and Chandra's good at it and he's mainly good at it good at it rather because because he is coming off like a really nice guy, smiling. Yeah. You know, dude, that high five can get a high uh -huh. five here. You know, dude, that was awesome. Yeah. And I just, I love great heel work. Mm -hmm. And he's doing great heel work. And a part of me wonders if, because we had, when we had him on SE and Afterlife, I had asked him about some, you, well, you had wanted me to ask him about some of his heel tendencies, and I did. And, he flat out denied it, you know, which is fine. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking at, if you're like sitting on the outside and you're looking at it, you're like, <clears throat> dude, he's got some heel tendencies at the very least. Oh, yeah. So I just don't know if, if he doesn't believe, if he really doesn't believe he's a heel, 
or if he's a heel, but he's just like, no, nah, I'm just totally going to play it like I'm not. It, I think that's and if, what it is. Yeah. If that's the route he's going, that makes his character work even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's but then saying, again, imagine if none of this yeah. is character work. <laughs> What if you meet yeah. Chandru in real life and he's just, he's which like there's that. nothing wrong with him. I'm just saying he's a really, he's a really sarcastic poke at you and get under your skin kind of guy when it comes to Schmodown, oh, which yeah. again, I love that. But it, like I said, I mean, we don't know Chandru. He, mm-hmm. That could be him. Yeah. But either yeah. way, he's very good at the, at the game. Yeah, bo- both he and, uh, and Kevin Smith were on backstage. And dude, yeah. his, did you watch that? Oh, my hi, God. Smasher! Like it was just, that heel side was just coming out, man. It was insane. Yeah. Just like he knows, know, dude. He knows. If if you don't think he's a heel, go watch last week's episode of Backstage, and uh, you will. Uh, I think you'll definitely have a, a change of opinion. Uh, the last thing, uh, real quick, before we get into Schmodown, I showed you this. Uh, I don't know how many other people out there got it. New card from hey. Showdown. What? That's and, awesome. Uh, whoever made this card must uh, have some sort of precognition because Swag is sitting right on top of Finstock. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's great, dude. That is great, man. Had to, had, had to point that out. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, Swag right. has been killing it this season. Dude. Yeah. They are I mean, the holy shit. Team, they're the only team who has won their last five matches. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hats off to Winston, dude. I'm going bald, as I showed you the other night, so I'm not going to take my hat off to Winston, but I'll tip it to you, sir. <laughs> A cheers to Winston. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So, it is time that we get into the Schmodown throw. Yeah! Yeah, baby. I'm so excited to start talking about this. This was a huge night for Swag in particular. Uh you know, before going into this, a win in both of these it takes them to the top place. Which, yeah, you know, if you've watched it, I, I hope that you watched it before you're watching this. But yeah, if not, not sorry. Oh well, uh, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and so uh, I mean, there had to have been a lot of pressure. You know what I mean on these to to get up there because no one has been in first place other than the Finstock Exchange. So. Huge, huge uh, stuff going on for them. So, yeah, but but on the flip side of that, um, I think I think Finstock Exchange has always been, and it's been known that they're heavier stacked on singles and teams. That's true. So it's kind of one That's of those where like, there, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and so it's kind of like you know, Winston, yeah, he he brought swag up, and they're now up there in the top, mm-hmm. but uh, but really, as far as teams and singles. It, Winston's going to have a hard road, dude. It, it's true. not going to be it. as as smooth as the uh, Star Wars and IG went for him. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely agree. I mean, Final Exams doing doing great stuff. Yeah, they are right now. But uh, I mean, you never know one one trip and uh, all that can come down. You know, uh, and it, we're not even into the team's tournament yet. This is just you know leading up toward uh, title stuff. You know, but. We'll see what happens uh, when we get to that. So we'll start with our first match here. The Pride versus Final Exam. Speaking of, oh, speaking of which there. My God, man. Ben Goddard over here with the plethora <laughs> of bird puns, man. I know. 
I'm just like, you know, he's, he's good at this. You know, when, when he, now, when all that first went down with the, with the cough, with, with Ellis and all that, and Ben yeah. kind Ben, I, I was, I was, I was put off by Ben's reaction to that. I'll say it, but you know what? Those, those puns he was given and, and the shit he's been giving himself over his reaction to that call situation with Ellis it's it's almost redeemed him completely in my mind. Yeah. That along with his gameplay. I mean, uh -huh. I do before the season started, I had no idea what to expect from him. I don't think yeah. anybody did, but holy shit, dude. He he came to play, man. And yeah, and really and as far as his partner, I just want to say that not only is she a great player, but man, I really love her fucking hair. Yes, man. Looks great, she's got, dude. She's got some great hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I, I love that she dyed it blonde. It was, it yeah, me too. Good and so we get into this. These two teams real evenly matched in, in this first round, you know. Uh, just kind of going going back and forth between one another. Lon kind of fucked up there at one point. <laughs> you know, I think <laughs> with that whole Mulan question, I think I think he was focusing too much on his gimmick. And we've seen that happen before. Right. Uh, with a lot of a lot of times with uh, like when uh, was it T Rotten Tomatoes or Modoc? I think I think they were going by Modoc at the time. Uh, Gray Drake and Matt Ashley when they were doing the Boris and Natasha. Right, right. I always remember that because they were so entrenched into their character that they kept like missing the timer. Right, because, right. Because of it, and I have, I think Lon was paying a little bit too much uh, into his gimmick and, and just and just wasn't paying enough attention to the question to the game. That, and I also think he misunderstood Christian a little bit because, to be honest, I I didn't misunderstand him, but I was a little bit lost too there when like when Lon yeah. when Lon said that he thought that was the bonus question, yeah. I was like, you know what? Right before they asked this, Christian did he mentioned yeah. that they that the other two were were uh, uh, had perfect rounds so far, and I think Lon just jumped ahead and was thinking, oh, okay, well, like that's Christian wrapping up this round. They got yeah. so this is their bonus question. Yeah. Very unfortunate for them yeah. in that situation, and, and I but think I mean, completely he understandable. Probably kicked, he probably would have kicked his own ass if uh, if they had lost because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he, he he knew the answer. He just didn't realize he was supposed to answer. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, it, it played great into his character work, dude. He's yeah. just like, oh, I didn't write it down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> uh, so both Ben and Paul get perfect rounds with their bonus here. Yeah. Again, you were talking about you know Ben's gameplay, and it's like from from with Paul, you you kind of expect this kind of gameplay. Yeah. But like you said, you know. Ben has really shown just how good of a competitor he really is. You know, getting, I mean, this ain't the first time he's gotten a perfect round, you know? And so yeah. I, I'm actually really excited to see what he does in the future from here. So round one ends 14 to 15, the pride in the lead at this point. A lot of people thought it would be the other way around, but, uh, you know, Lon prevented a tie here. <laughs> so we get into round two, the pride spins John Carpenter. And then respins and lands, uh, unfortunately for them, on spy movies. Obviously not a big strength for them. They only got half of their points here. Had to go to multiple choice three times. Uh, and wound up giving uh, away a one-point steal. Uh, not, a great, not a great round here. They did power through what they had, but they had some pretty big misses. Uh, like yeah. so luckily, for, luckily for them, final exam only got a one-point steal. It could have been way worse. 
you know, because they they missed a two pointer, you know, without going to multiple choice, and it could have that could have screwed them even harder. But uh, yeah. So what were your thoughts on on, on their portion of, of round two? Um, I dude, I to be, I was impressed. Uh, I was impressed with all rounds of this. Yeah. Um, from both sides, and I don't. I don't want it to sound like I underestimate Pride or or Ben, uh, and I, I certainly don't underestimate Rachel. I'm well aware of what she can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I I just I, and I don't mean this is not, but just I don't for some reason I just don't seem to take Ben as seriously as I know I should in the showdown, yeah. even when he does g- really good. Yeah. I just I there's just something about is, him that I can't take as serious as I know inside I should. I think a lot of that is uh, kind of your experiences with him uh, via SEN. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's been some stuff, <laughs> but oh man, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's I think, he's doing really good though. I'm not. I'm never going to take away from 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 great competitors and great gameplay, man. Yeah, and he. I mean, especially that first fucking round. Hell yeah. yeah. And as we see in final exam spin, they land on John Carpenter just like just like the Pride did. Uh, but they stay with it. Now, here's the one thing that I'm not the biggest fan of with the... It's pretty much the really the only thing I'm not the biggest fan of with the team, the way they're doing the team's matches is that they have to have the other team completely out of the room. So they don't, they don't hear the questions... Unless it's a miss. Right. So we don't know. Like a lot of times, you know, you, you they kind of go through the matches and they're like, man, I, I knew all their questions to the, to the John Carr. You know what I mean? So, but we don't, we have no idea. W- would they have done good in that category if they had just stayed with it? But we don't know. And that's, so that's one thing I'm not the biggest fan of in this format, but you know, it's, it's, it, it's kind of something that you just kind of have to deal with. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but they fucking final exam, man. They just fucking rolled right through this category. All 12 points just destroyed it. Didn't even give the Pride a chance to hear a single no. question out of this category. It was insane. Uh, ending round two, 27 to 21. They take the lead here by six. That's a hard deficit to go to or to yeah. go into the third round with, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's It's, it's not easy. Yeah, it's rare. I mean, you can go ask uh, uh, Frank Heelish, as I like to call him. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> the stat man there, uh, what the stats are on uh, comebacks from six points, but I'm sure it's pretty low. <laughs> um, now, I, I was saying how I don't like how they, they, you know, they're not allowed to be in the room and all this stuff. But I do like the way, in general, the way they do the steal attempts uh, in this. You know, they, because we didn't get to see it in the last last week's match. Yeah. Like, bo- both teams got perfect round twos. So we didn't get to see any uh, of that. The only issue I really have is that it all is, it's all on the managers at this point if they want to challenge something. You know what I mean? Because, like I said before, the competitors don't hear any of these questions. Yeah. So, so they don't know if, if you know, uh, something in the question is wrong, is, is yeah. a mistake, if, if what they're saying if what the uh the, that team is answering is incorrect in in some way so it's completely up to the managers who a lot of the managers are managers because they can't play yeah unfortunately yeah, that's, the, that's truth. the way it is 
Yeah. Um, they're, you know, a lot of those managers are great managers. They're just not yeah. good. Like, look at Winston. He's a great manager. He's not a very good player, but he's a great manager. Yeah. But leaving it all on the managers to have to be able to do these challenges, I think, is a big disadvantage for the teams. You know, because in all the other in, in all the other ones where it's singles type competition, you stay there and you hear it. So the yeah. competitor can. But the teams are at a disadvantage to this point. Uh, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that at all. It's just something that I wanted no, to No, I just that I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I, I mean I don't I don't know if there's any way around it. I doubt there is. Uh yeah. Uh, other than because it, as long as it's not because like if it's live like these throwdowns, there's really no way to do it because you'd be taking time to let them like have some sort of playback and watch, but that would take way too long. Yeah. Uh, but if it's a pre-recorded, you could theoretically do that. But even that, I just it, it just I don't I don't think it would ever happen. No, it's it's just the way it is with this new yeah. format that we have to do due to the Corona bug, you know. So, yeah. which I mean, they're do they're dude. Even though there are little mess ups and hiccups and inconsistencies and enforcement of things, which some of those things more so the inconsistencies would, you know, they would still be there if the format was in studio like they used yeah. to be. But my point is that given this new format, dude, it, they're doing great. You know, I'm not trying to take. I'm not trying to take away from anything that they're doing. They're doing great with what they've got to work with. I'm just saying things could be better. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. All right, then we get into round three. The Pride in a tough spot here, down by six. And they have to answer all three of their questions before final exam even has a chance to answer those, uh, which is putting them in TKO range because of that. It's always a rough spot when you're, when you're down by six because of that. So Rachel gets on. She hits her two, but unfortunately Ben misses his three. Uh, he kicks himself quite a bit in the after uh, uh, interview because of this. Then it comes down to their five, which if they were to get this, it would put them uh, in the lead by one. Or uh, yeah, by one. Not great, but still possible. You know what yeah, I mean? The- yeah, theoretically, yeah. the final exam could have missed all three of their questions. I've seen it happen to the greats, you know? Yeah. Uh, but we didn't get to see that because they weren't able to pull out their five-point question. And final exam wins 27 to 23, giving another three points for Swag. And this actually put Swag into second place uh, at this point uh, in the show. So uh, what were your thoughts for the end of this, uh, for this, you know, this round three is pretty short round three. Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, like you said, even if they had gotten that five pointer, they still would have been a long way from it. But I mean, you never know. Like you said, they could have missed those. But even that added pressure of them only being one point down could have could have uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of. But but it could have put final exam off uh, out of their head a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you, you just never know. Um I mean, they fought, dude. They fought hard. There's no question about that. It's just, uh, it, fuck, man. It, it, it was, it was Lon and uh, Paul's night, man. Yeah, it really was. I mean, the only thing that, uh, you know, if they getting that five pointer really would have done for them, would have prevented Swag from getting a point because it would, they would have only gotten two realistically. Because I really doubt that they would have missed all three of those questions. I, I mean, right. I, we, didn't, we didn't hear the questions, but I just have a hard time believing that it would have actually happened. Um, but the TKO gave Swag an extra point. 
and it pushed them into second place. And in the end, it actually pushed them into first place. Yeah. Because it, it, they would have been tied, possibly, depending on their actual stats, they might have wound up right under Finstock Exchange. We, we don't really know. Uh, I'd have to go back and really look at, look at, the, at that stuff. But, uh, yeah. So that actually really, getting that TKO really helped them out in the end. Yeah, and that's just another great example of why the little things matter so much. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, that one point made all the difference for them in the end. So it's a faction as far as the overall standings. And like I said, you know, Ben was beating himself up during this, during this, uh, the after interview. And honestly, I don't think he has anything to beat himself up about. Dude got a fucking perfect first round. You know, he got, yeah, he got stuck. They got stuck with a rough uh, second, second round. They they really did. And they had a little bit of a tough, I mean, the second and third rounds are, it's all up to luck, really. Because it's the the spin and then the numbers that you choose. It's really all up to luck. Uh, and sometimes it goes your way, and sometimes it doesn't. But uh, I, I think he's definitely got a good career in this this league coming, uh, coming uh, whenever he wants to keep going. You know. Yeah. So we will get into the next match, and that is yes, Smets versus Chandru for the Intergeekdom title. That's right. Now, this- hi, Smasher. <laughs> Let's High five. five. <laughs> Stude Smets wasn't having any of that shit. Oh no, my god, he was. Oh not. man, <laughs> he's just like, dude, let's go. Come on. Yeah. And I wonder, because like he he always talks about how you know he gets you know the angrier he gets, the more focused he gets. But part of me wonders if he got so angry, especially throughout this whole week, because yeah. Andrew's been just hammering him like all week. It feels like. Uh, you know about everything, especially with 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 uh, backstage, uh, yeah, on Twitter, and, and then throughout this match, it makes me wonder if he got too angry. You know what I mean? And it threw him off. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and <laughs> dude, something else I was wondering. Now I can I love the fact that Smets was like uh, on a couple of those challenges. You know, he was telling Kaiser, you know, no, it's petty. I don't want to win like that. You know, I I really respect that. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, no, dude, this is a battle, man. This is your title. This is a fucking competition where the 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 aim is to win. And you, dude, you do whatever you got to do to win. Because I guarantee you, Chandru didn't give a shit how he won. Nope. He just wanted to win. You know, it's, it's like it's like he it's like he and Chandru are in a bar fight, and and, and Smets just wants to fist the cuffs, but Chandru grabs a couple bottles and breaks them and is ready to stab him to death you know what i mean right Andrew's ready to do whatever it takes to win this match and he does whatever it takes to win this match yeah and when it comes to players like that you have to be able and be willing to play that way i mean unfortunately you can't be a matt atchity and yeah. <laughs> and, and you know not want to win you know in a certain way because the win is the win and this was for a title it's not like it was just some random match you know i just yeah, you got to do everything you can possibly do to win, dude, especially in these situations. Yeah. And so, I mean, uh, and I don't, you know, I, I highly doubt that the, 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 the interaction between Kaiser and Smets in those situations gives a glimpse of their, their relationship as manager and competitor. Obviously, they've got a great relationship as manager and competitor. But, I mean... Was that possibly a glimpse that maybe they have a little bit of something they need to work on? Maybe. 
Because, I mean, you know, Smith, which I understand Kaiser, he just had had it by that second challenge. You know, he's oh, like yeah. the, uh, hold on, I've got the uh, Denethor challenge. He's like, you know, he's like, he's like, is it Denethor or Denethor? And Smets is like, Denethor. He said Denethor, and Kaiser's like, we're challenging it. Yeah, because when Smets was like, you know, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to win that way. He's like, no, we, no, we don't do that. You know, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna challenge. We're, we're gonna win. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he, he fought against Smets is uh, essentially Smets's wish to, to yeah. not bother with it. So uh, yeah, it was interesting. I think that Kaiser's kind of at a stage not right now where he's getting fed up with losing. You know what I mean? Because he had all these big plans. And everything just fell apart for him, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, and you know, it, unfortunately, that's just how 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 it goes. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's getting to him. And now with with his his number one guy losing the taking a loss and losing the title, I'm curious how the dungeon as a whole will be able to kind of bounce back from all of it. You know. Yeah, and Smets is done for the season now. Yeah. I mean, so one, there's no more points that he can possibly bring to the faction overall. Yep. And two, I mean, imagine how rusty he's going to be when next season comes around. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, I'm sure, and I'm not saying that he'll be bad or anything, but just having that much time off. I mean, for fuck's sake, dude, we're like seven, eight months into the season, and this was his first match of the season. I mean, and outside of exhibition, but yeah, 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 and it just—it's it, got to be rough, dude. Sitting there all these months, holding that title, just wanting to like you heard him, dude. He wanted to fight. He wanted to play every week, defend yeah. his title every week. So to go from that mentality to playing once in the entire season—that's got to hurt, man. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and you know it sets him up for for a good comeback next year. No, so we'll see. And I know you and me talked about, uh, you know, I kind of want to see him and Mike go at it before the end of the season. Yeah. Just uh, to have them go at it. Winner will take on whoever loses that title match in in season eight and then uh, go from there. I think, uh, I don't know. I think that would be a nice way to get both, get first get an extra inner geekdom match in before the end of the season because we're not going to see another one until December. It's like maybe maybe in November or something we have that or, or whatever, but. Uh, or even like October, um, and it gives Kevin a chance to to kind of make up for what happened, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna kind of get into this match. <laughs> I haven't actually started, <laughs> but here we go. Uh, Chandru came in with an interesting entrance, I guess you could say. Uh, that's one thing that I do miss about the uh, studio shows are the entrances. There's yeah. been a few a few people who've done them, like uh, particularly the Barbarian. He always does like a little bit of an entrance, which I like. And then we got uh, Chandra doing one here. Uh, it's, you know, pretty pretty deep V on his on his uh, shirt there, but you know, <laughs> whatever yep. works for him. Hey man. Uh, and then Smets announced that he just got married, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that uh, was cool, he, man. And that he's got a kid on the way. I didn't know that he had a kid on the way. Uh, I probably I think I because I'm assuming that he announced because he didn't make as big of a deal about that. So I'm assuming he had announced that somewhere else, and I just—I do believe I had that. heard that on—I I think I'd seen that on Facebook. Now, now I say that, and he probably never told anybody until the <laughs> other day. But I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man, he's married, has a kid on the way. That—that's big. Yeah, stuff. congrats, man. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, congrats, Mr. Kevin Smith. So we're gonna get into round one. Uh, so, first things first, the Sunseeker question. I want to talk about 
because it it kind of gives a prelude to the whole surrogates question in my mind where Chandru answers just the word Sunseeker but the answer is the Sunseeker if you look up the quote it's the Sunseeker so I know it's not a movie title but should it this is where those rules think that we need to know the rules should that still that should the the should it still be there what are your thoughts I say yes and uh I'm going to kind of reference uh, Matt from uh, Schmoes of the North. He was on SEN After Live with me one night. We talked a little bit about some of this stuff. And it was the Daddy's Little Monster question. With uh, oh The God. question was, what was written on Harley Quinn's shirt? Uh-huh. And one of them said Daddy's Lil, I-L-L, which is what it was. Yep. And then the other one said Little. Now, now it wasn't, you know... Uh, well, I'm not going to try to do one of those, it wasn't this. I'm just going to go with the question was, what was written on Harley Quinn's shirt? Yes. It was Lil, not Little. Yep. And that, that that was a bullshit fucking call there. Yeah. And so that that's just, and that, that kind of goes back to the, I don't care what way it goes. I just want it to be set in stone, let us as the fans know what it is, and then be consistent about it. Yeah. Um, but in this situation, when it's not a movie title and it's like what was said or what was written on something, then yes, I think absolutely it should be whatever the fuck was written or said. Yeah. Um, now, and, and I wonder yeah. if if uh, Kevin uh, caught it, but because he doesn't want to win that way, he didn't even bother to bring it up. So yeah. I wonder if he knew if he was like, oh, you know, it, it should have been the. But I'm not going to say anything. Right, right. You know, be, I don't know. It, it just because if he had, and they had been like, nah, you know, we'll still accept it, then that would have gave him a leverage in the surrogates question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. If they let it go there, then they should let it go here. You know. I don't understand what why why there's such a nonchalant lax attitude about. Oh well, that's okay. We yeah. well we we knew what you meant, so it's cool. No. No, dude, and that's why I said, and and that's why I said earlier. Until this is going to be treated and talked about as as a like it's a real sport, this is nothing more than a group of friends having fun in their living room on the computer. Yeah, and no, like yeah. I said, that's fine. I'm enjoying watching it. But if you're going to hype it up to be something like a sport, which is what you want it to be, then you've got to fucking be consistent, dude. And you can't do that. That that it, that attitude is like, oh, we're oh, he's my buddy, man. I've known him for years. I know what he meant. It's all good. No, yeah. it's either on the line or it's fucking not on the line. And depending on which it is, there's a fucking rule for it, dude. There's a way it should be called. It should be called that way every single time. Yeah, and it, it kind of harkens me back to the whole thing that just happened last week with Roca, with the Sid Pollock, the Sidney Pollock thing at the end. I mean, yeah. he wrote he wrote Sid Pollock, which. Sid is short for Sydney. You could consider it a misspelling, right? But they, but, but, but then Greg Elba or uh, Idris Elba Elba shouldn't have counted either. Yeah, because of spelling. Well, I thing. because yeah. he knew the goddamn answer and said it before anybody else said anything. I'm getting hot, man. I'm yeah. starting to get fucking hot, dude. Uh, well, when you bring up the uh, the the Elba Alba thing. 
Um, and I've always said from the beginning, this is not going to be the one that I live and die on, okay? <laughs> but I'm going to bring this up as an example because I, I go back to the Sir Lord Attenborough question from New York City. You know, it's either Sir or it's Lord. It's not both. And in this case, I found out it's not Sir or Lord, it's Baron. So, I mean, how either one of those fucking answers could be right... I don't understand. Stop showboating, guys. The point there is stop showboating in situations just, like that with right. Exactly. Write their name and like like you don't need if unless the rules are going to state that you have to have that sir or whatever yeah. in their name, then then Richard Attenborough should just be the thing that matters exactly and just yeah stop with all this extra fluff but if you're gonna add the extra and you're gonna get it wrong then fucking you shouldn't have been flashy sorry no point for you exactly exactly yeah so uh yeah then we get into this second into this actual challenge uh with with the whole surrogates thing it was it was the final question surrogates the surrogates now Obviously, yes, I, I know of this movie. The movie is called Surrogates. And I, as soon as it happened, I'm like, oh, fuck, Chandra's going to challenge this thing. Because that's the kind of player that he is. Right. And I was always under the impression that the rule was, if it is a one-word title with the word the, the the had to be there. And, and like, so like, I felt like that meant that if you stick a the in there, then it would be wrong. Because it, it seems like the vice versa of it would, would, would also be in effect. Right. So I understand completely why he would challenge this. And then it, that's when I was like, fuck that whole Sunseeker thing. He should have challenged it. And it pissed me off that he didn't because of everything that happens here. Um, like I said, I thought it was, it was good gameplay. And the judges originally come back and say that they're not going to uphold this challenge. You know that you know they you know he yeah. they, he knew what it was and because they went with an old precedent of if there's not another movie called the surrogates then it, yeah. it'll still count. Which because old precedent are we going with, guys? Pick one here. Yeah. And this That's all comes back to the to lack do. of a fucking rule book. I'm getting yeah. hot, dude. I <laughs> love this sport, dude. I, I love it so much, and it's fucking bullshit. I feel like I'm. No, I shouldn't say that, but it just when you don't know what the reasons are for things, all you can do is make up your own reasons, you know. Yeah. And the only thing I can think of is that I don't even know, dude. <laughs> I'm losing it, dude. I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot, dude. <laughs> uh, so after they say that this is not going to be upheld, uh, Chandru, I, I don't know if I've ever seen this happen before, where he essentially challenges the challenge. Or challenges the yeah, that, I did not like that at all. What the fuck was... Now, what kind of precedent is that going to set now? So, yeah, like, if someone know. doesn't like the in, the result of the challenge, they can continue to argue until Mark finally says, okay, we'll fucking talk about it again. Yeah, I, exactly. And, you know, yes, Chandra was able to, like, like fucking eidetic memory cite the, the match and everything yeah. that this thing happened in. And, hey, you know what? I wouldn't be shocked... If he was looking for those types of rules so that he had them in the chamber, you know what I mean? He's like, okay, uh, the whole the or no the thing, okay, I know exactly where I can cite that from. I would not be shocked if he did that. And that's that's just smart gameplay. 
Um, but yeah, yeah but they. Yeah. Also, but, if you think about it, if he did that, then that goes to show you that even the competitors know that there's a lack of of consistency with the enforcement of rules. And but and that they do. Like, look at what I was talking about with, with backstage with Roca. He know. He yeah, flat he out knows. calls it out, man. He calls out this lack of, of consistency in the rules. You know, uh, I think he calls it like like wishy washy or something like that. Smets uh, and Kaiser know too, dude. They know too. They're big into sports, and they they know, dude, that all this shit matters. It does matter. Yeah. Smets just has like, I ho- I almost feel like he's got too much class for his own good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's like that's not necessarily a bad thing, but in an instance like this, it kind of winds up being detrimental yeah are you the smasher or the classer dude you gonna class people to death or are you gonna smash them to death dude come yeah. on <laughs> uh and, and then uh, so they take their little uh, second challenge break and they come back and they uphold it uh because I, i'm assuming they went back and checked that precedent piece and found yep. out that it was and i i don't know i'm curious what they would have done if they're like you know what we're still not giving it to you i'm really right. kind of curious what would have happened like uh, from from Winston and Chandru, I'm I'm really interested to find out what would have happened there, but I I don't know that whole thing, man. It's just and I know Smet says it do, didn't throw him off, but I don't know, man. After we get into his second round, I have a hard time believing that he tanked Harry Potter and and hadn't been thrown off his game prior to that. Yeah, yeah. Like I know he does, he may not want to admit to it, but man, like it really seemed like he was. Because I mean, it cost him the perfect round. He this was the last question. He had nine. He was ready for a perfect. For, and I'm pretty sure he probably would have gotten that eleventh question. That bonus, like, no matter what it is, just because that's that's the kind of the guy he is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so nine to nine coming out of round one, and then we get into round two, and uh, he spins like I said, Wizarding World, uh, and he stays with it. However, it did seem like they weren't a hundred percent on this category. Right. And I was, I was worried as soon as they, cause like the way they're talking about it, I was like, man, you don't seem hundred percent. You probably should spin again. And unfortunately they did not. Uh, and so he only gets five out of the 10 points here. Uh, goes multiple choice uh, a couple of times, winds up giving three points in steals to Chandru. It's, it's, that's huge. Devastating. Just get like getting five points is bad enough. But giving away three points and steals, man, that that's that's hard, especially when Chandru then turns around, spins Middle Earth, and just demolishes and gets yeah. all ten, just wipes the whole board, you know. But we this is where we get that that second challenge, the whole Denator Denethor thing. Um, so the judges ruled that he answered correctly because of his accent caused him to say uh, Tor instead of Thor, so the challenge was not upheld. However, um, here's my issue with this. We just had a challenge that dealt with a word that had a TH, the. And I went back and watched that challenge all the way through. And he didn't have a problem saying the. So I don't, I mean, I don't have an accent like that. So I don't know. Right. Um, and, and maybe, maybe he has to think about saying the T, you know what I mean? Maybe he has to right. like, really think about it when he's doing it. I, I don't know. Um, but with as big of a deal as they made over the the thing, part of me thinks that he should not 
have gotten this question right because of that mispronunciation. You know, yeah. Like, unfortunately, I, I feel I kind of feel bad saying it. You know, even you know if it, especially if it was because of his accent, I still don't. I think because if there if that if the the challenge wasn't there, I probably would have gave him a pass. Right. Because because of his accent. But he had no problem saying it before. Yeah. So I, I, I have kind of – that's where my issue kind of stems uh, for this challenge. What about you? Uh, well, I had told you that – and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not saying de- uh, definitively one way or the other that I think Chandru did anything uh, bad or wrong here. I'm not – I don't know. But like I told you, um, I talked to a girl I know in Bangladesh, and her boyfriend is Indian, and I asked her specifically with the accent – if there's an issue with pronouncing uh, or pronouncing the th sound, and she said no, not at all. So, but I mean, there again, that's just me talking to someone who lives in a neighboring country. To you know what I mean? So that means it really doesn't mean a lot. Uh, but you know, being able to speak with someone who's from that area of the country, whose boyfriend, you know, it it gives me a little bit of something to work with. But I I don't. I, 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 I'm, ah, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm, I have an opinion. Well, not an opinion. I don't really have an opinion either way or the, uh, either way, but it just, it's one of those where you just, you can't help but think, I really hope that he did not take advantage of his accent in that situation to get that point. Um, but I'm either way, I'm not happy with the result of it. I just, to me, it, it was a very clear T sound. It didn't sound like he was trying to say yeah. TH. It sounded like he was certain it was Denator. Yeah. And I just... Uh, and, and see, sometimes calls like this can set bad precedents for the future, too, where people then can... can Oh, well, it was my accent. That's why I, you know, I, I knew it, it was my accent. And then let's be honest, in the days we're in, if you don't give that to Chandra when he claims it's his accent, you're going to be labeled as some sort of bigot or something. Let's just be real about it. So, I mean, coming yeah. from a white guy who has the authority in this situation to be like, no, you person with an accent, uh, that's not what happened and, and not believing them or whatever. What kind of situation does that put Ellis in? Yeah, I get you it. know, and and again, I'm not saying that I think Chandru uh, lied about it or anything. I'm just saying it is possible, and you have to think about it. I mean, it, you have to think about every possible angle from all of these things in my mind. Yeah, and I and mean, just they, the they press- bring up they bring up stuff like that. You know, thinking about all these angles and you know, not necessarily wanting to think that a competitor is going to cheat. But on yeah. backstage, they talk about um, some people were questioning Roka when he was like looking off screen. Yeah, um, I noticed that too. I was kind of yeah, wondering. He talks about because he wasn't allowed. His girlfriend was apparently wasn't allowed to be in the room, so she was out in the other room. But just like when they're in live studio, she stands far away, and she's like that way. You know, he can kind of like look at her, and she can be like, you know, kind of like just have a little connection. Yeah, there. Soothing. Yeah. Um, and, th- and so that's what he was doing. But then Bateman brings up, you know, well, I, you know, he, he's like, I have full trust in you, but there are some people who I wouldn't doubt that uh, the the person who's standing off to the side 
isn't Googling real quick and throwing up the answer on an iPad or something like that. You know what I mean? And so like, yeah, they have that kind of, uh, they had that kind of discussion on backstage about, you know, yeah, I mean, with this whole digital thing and everything, you know, some people may not be as trustworthy as you want them to be. Um, Yeah. And you never know. So unfortunately, yeah. And and I mean, never know in that, in this case. It could be the most trustworthy person in the league, the the person that everyone thinks is the most honest person, and they could and they could cheat. You never yep. know. You it's never it know. when dude, when you're given the opportunity to do devious things, I, I'm sorry, but until you're in that moment, most of the time you can't ever say a hundred percent what you do. It's true. You yeah, know, you never know. You never know. It just depends on the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this put Kevin way behind, uh, this whole thing coming out around two, he's down by eight points, 22 to 14 coming out around two luck. I mean, in general, luckily I'll say, uh, is a five round match. Um, yeah. So, you know, eight points doesn't mean that you're going to lose. If there's a three round match, it's done. I feel like there's no way he's coming back from that, but you know, he has a chance here and, and we get into round three, which is the betting round. They get mixed bag. Uh, Kevin bets three points. Chandru bets one, and Chandru gets it wrong. So, like, right there, that cuts that lead that he had in half. Yep. You know, right, right there. So, like, I'm looking at this. I'm like, you know what? Kevin might still pull this out. Unfortunately, uh, as we go on, we'll see that does not happen. But <laughs> uh, round three, I mean, yeah. I nothing really interesting happened in round three other than uh, Kevin getting that gaining four points of ground here, uh, 21-17 at the end of it. Uh, was there anything you want to talk about uh, about round three before we move on? No, no. I've got something to talk about the next round. I believe it was the next round. Okay, so then we get into round four, and this is the brand-new speed round. Uh, yes. I've only seen one other time. Uh, so before Smasher started, uh, Chandru had to go to the bathroom, and I think this is what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> now... <laughs> I, I See, this is this. where the this is where the timeout could come in handy. Like yeah. each competitor is allowed one minute timeout, and that is like a bathroom break, and there's no gameplay during that one minute. Yeah, that 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 could come in handy there. Now I am glad they did wait for while Chandru was out doing his thing. Um, so uh, that is one thing I'm glad about. Uh, but it seemed like they were getting impatient. You know what I mean? Like uh, they they didn't want to wait and so it's like i've we've never seen anybody stop to, for a bathroom break during right these, a, any of any of these virtual matches so far this is the first time we've ever seen that um and i mean again we we're talking about the you know anybody could cheat thing theoretically he could go to the bathroom and be doing some quick studying you know what i mean which well, is something uh, that you're not allowed to do yeah in, like well, in a normal match <laughs> it's like um, he it, could have been I may be wrong here, but I'm sorry, man. They asked, I'm pretty sure they asked Smasher his questions while Chandru was at the bathroom because they oh, wait, they were they, still they, they waiting never... on Chandru to get back to ask him his questions. They might have. Because uh, they, they never show Chandru come back because uh, they have him go into the to the backstage thing. Right. Which is like the, the, the whatever, I don't know, there's some backstage part of yeah. I've never had I've never had more than two people on here, so I don't know how that part works on streaming. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, we don't actually know when he got there, when he didn't. 
if they were asking him questions. Um, apparently, there's like a 30-second delay, I found out. From, okay. From oh, Roka did say that, didn't he? Yeah, so okay. I don't know uh, okay. how much he could have, but either way, yeah. It, it, I'm not the biggest fan of, of, of that whole situation. I think that, I think what they should have done is either put up a card or just keep his window open until he can't till we see him come back in the room and then it's like okay he sat down everybody's ready then he they drop him out and they start the round that yeah way the audience sees exactly where he is and that there's no uh possible controversy like there is right now yeah um, you know what i mean uh so I, I got a uh a comment here from a Celia B. She said that they didn't ask any questions while he was in the bathroom. So, okay. Okay. Well, then that that the case, that then. takes away a lot of the thoughts I had because it, it, and the thirty second delay, which I had forgotten about. Yeah. But you're right because Roka did say that. But because in my mind, if there was not a thirty second delay and they did ask the questions while he was gone. And not just Chandra, but we'll take him out of it because I'm not going to accuse him of it. But just any competitor, what would what would keep me from going to the bathroom while you're answering your questions and I'm sitting there with with YouTube on my phone listening yeah. to your questions? Yeah, that's yeah. that's why I was a little confused on how all of that was going because I'm like, how can you do that? Like, how do you know that he's not watching this somehow? Yeah. Uh, but yes, thank you very much for clearing that up for us. Yes, I had I didn't know that. Celia B, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, so then we actually get into the round. And uh, so Kevin, he is up first, answers nine of his questions out of the ten and uh, got all of them correct uh, that he answered. Uh, and then Mark asked one of the questions again. I, I wanted to point this out. I don't know if you caught this. Yeah, I did. Um, he asked the, the Alfred Michael Goff question again. Yeah. Um, what are your opinions first off on this? Because it's like, I know that when like Christian has goofed on a question, they give him extra time, but like that was a lot of time. I don't think they gave, and I think it almost flustered Kevin a little bit. Cause like he almost like just didn't want to bother trying. Like, I don't know if he just didn't want to try to bother getting that second, that last question. Now, I know that if he answered it and got it wrong that, you know, he loses that point. So maybe he just, didn't want to risk it, but it almost felt like because he knew that he was running out of time and that whole asking him a question that was already asked. Yeah. Cost him time. Uh, it, I wonder if, if it, it, that rush made him just say, you know, I'm not even going to bother trying to answer this question. Yeah. Cause usually, usually Ellis will wait until he's asked all the questions and then go back and ask the ones that were passed on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, that was a little bit odd. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I, I understand maybe he, he's going through the list. It's, it's so yeah. fast, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and so he goes back through, and he's like, he reads that question, not realizing, oh wait, he already answered this question. Uh, it happens, and and this is new. I think, like I said, this is only the second time that they've done this speed round. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I get it. So, but. Yeah, that yeah, I'm not. Really yeah, I'm not going to harp on it this time. But man, if it becomes a, a common yeah. thing, then you know, yeah, we got to start doing a little bit better here. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not going to nitpick this one. Yeah. Uh, so then Chandru goes next, and uh, he answers nine questions as well. 
uh, a different nine, but still nine, and answers them all correct as well. See, this is the round that I was really hoping that Kevin would get a little bit extra ground here. Yeah, me too. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, Chandru kept it tied evenly right there with him. However, Chandru did want to throw another challenge out there. He was ready to do it, but because with the yeah. speed round, challenges are not part of it, uh, so you, you don't get that option. It was the whole Maria Hill question. Uh, how many times has Colby Smolders uh, portrayed Maria Hill in the MCU? Uh, they say their answer was six. He says technically it's five, and that's because because he met, he doesn't actually get into the whole thing, but you hear him mention uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, and I was like, mm. I had forgotten about because it's been a, it's been a minute since I've seen that one, um, and so like I looked it up, I was like, oh shit! So real quick spoilers for uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, real quick, uh, it's not actually Maria Hill, it's Skrull that is pretending to be both Nick Fury and Maria Hill. So technically, she is portraying a scroll pretending to be Maria Hill. So right. you could theoretically argue it that way, but then also technically, you could argue that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is p- part of the MCU. Yes, it's not a movie, but it is yeah. part of the MCU, and she portrayed Maria Hill in that. Yeah, but so, but you could that's argue a valid either point. Way. That's a valid point if it were called trivia showdown and not movie trivia showdown. That's fair. Uh, what are you? What are your thoughts on the uh, Spider-Man part of it, though? On the challenge that he wanted to do? Well, you, I mean, would you, hey, would you yeah. have given it to him? I guess is the question. If 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 that actual character was not really in it, you know, was someone else faking being that character to me that is not that actual character that is that would be jay wade in a movie acting like he's josh rayner yeah it wouldn't be josh um, what was it was it uh whichever one of the movies it had loki pretending to be captain america in that one scene remember Mm. that yeah it'd be like saying captain america's in this movie He's not really in this movie. Yeah, it's Loki. Yeah, he's not really pretending no. to be. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, yeah. If if that if the Chris Evans question came up, that challenge would. I could give either. it that. Yeah. How many movies has Chris Evans been in? Yes, I would count that because that was Chris Evans playing that other person, acting like they were. Yes, yeah. and that's why the wording is very key in a lot of these questions. Yeah. If it had just been how many MCU movies has. Colby Smolders Benin. There you go. There you go. But Yep. Yep. But because they specifically say portraying Maria Hill, there's some wiggle in there as far as a challenge can go. So, yeah, I'm uh, interested to see what they would have done, but again, you, you know, know it it, you know, it really is a shame that 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 wasn't a challengeable question cuz that's one of those challenges that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I would have like I said, I would have been really interested to see how that goes, so yeah, uh, we get out of this round still a four point uh, gap here, thirty to twenty six in favor of Chandru, and then we get into this final round. Uh, Kevin Smets hits his two, but misses his three, forcing uh, the five in order to stay in and prevent the TKO, which he luckily gets. Uh, so they, he he prevents the TKO, uh, doesn't allow uh, Swag to get that extra point there. Uh, however, Chandru hits his two and his three, and that's 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 all that's all she wrote there. Thirty-five to thirty-three, another three points 
for swag. Uh, what were your thoughts on this round five? Uh, it just like the rest of the match, it was nail biting, and it was just. This is the round where I realized that uh, that my prediction was not maybe going to happen, which was that Smasher was going to win. This is where I was like, it really started to set in. Yeah. I was like, man, Chandra might have this for real, dude. And uh, yeah. it, oh God, dude. The, but I love these five round matches so much, dude, because oh, yeah. it, it just adds to the intensity so much more. Yeah. The, the fact that he lost by two points really kind of makes that surrogates thing sting more because if they had given him the point, he would have gotten that perfect round. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he would have gotten that bonus point. So it would have been tied and he and Chandra would have been forced to answer his five, which he may or may not have gotten. Right. You know, a one, but it may have gone down to sudden death. So, you know, we never know. And so like every, like, it was smart of Chandru to challenge that question because right. in the end it, it solidified the win, you know, it made it so he didn't even have to bother and risking answering his five, you know? So no matter how we may agree or disagree on that question, it was smart of him to do it. Yeah. You know, this just came into my head. There was another incon. Well, maybe you can, maybe it's not an inconsistency and you can explain it to me. Um, Cause I mean, I'm not, I'm not one of those people where I'm like, it was dude, I can be wrong. Fucking I, I admit that I and I cannot know what's going on. And I'll be honest without an F and rule book. I don't know half the time what the hell's going on. Yeah. Uh, give us that rule book, man. But anyway, the, um, I believe it was, yeah, the, they're okay, like uh, the Harry Potter or Indiana Jones being at the beginning of subtitles for movies. Because yeah. there was one where, like, they didn't give it to them because they didn't say Indiana Jones blank, 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 blank. And then in the speed round, one of them was a Harry Potter question, and yeah. he they answered it with just the Chamber of Secrets and no Harry Potter. And so Winston, that's also Winston, I'm unclear about. Winston asked about it, too. He was like, "Is Harry Potter Potter supposed to be at the beginning of this?" And they were like, "No, it, it's it's fine." And That's what made if, me think. Well, then why did Indiana Jones have to be at the beginning of that? Yeah, yeah, I don't. I, it's just I, these inconsistencies, yeah. man, that make it not quite a sport, in my yeah. opinion. If if this is like like you said, like we have been harping on the rules, the rules. They need a rule book, and even if that rule book states that. In the 10-question speed round, uh, things like the and Harry Potter at the beginning of the Harry Potter yes. movies doesn't have to be utilized in the speed round. If it's in there, then fine. You're uh, yeah, and I would be down for that, too. I would agree with that. I would, I would be perfectly fine with anything other than speed round. It needs to be Harry Potter and the. And then in the speed rounds, just do the subtitles. That because in those speed rounds, that's the key is speed. You know, you're just even if you even if you are sitting there and in your head you're going Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, chances are you're just going to go Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. So, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's all about getting them set so that we know what they are. It prevents that controversy, and and then fans can just move forward with their lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. We, 
if if there was a rule book, we literally wouldn't be having all this conversation about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and let me, if if I may, let me read what I wrote early. I read this to you earlier, what I had written about the rules in Christian, uh, and I'm just going to read it how I wrote it here. But Christian gets upset when people make assumptions or make statements about the rules and they're wrong, but he very rarely tells us why we're wrong and elaborates as to why we're wrong. He just has an attitude like either shut the fuck up and watch it or don't watch it. But he 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 seems to come off like like don't question me. You know, even though I've said in the past, you know, this is what what some of the rules are, I'm going to enforce them the way I want to in the moment. If you don't like it, fuck you. And I I don't want to hear your criticism. I don't want to hear anything. I just I he takes things way too personal, man. I'm not I'm not sitting here going, Christian, you're a fuck up. Christian, you're 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 stupid. You're you're doing it all wrong. I'm saying, Christian, I love what you have built. And 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 you've said things that have not been consistent. And I would just like there to be consistencies and transparency, please. And then his response to that is like Start your own league, like you've said. He said to you before, start he your said own that league. To me multiple times. I mean, I used to purposely poke him about the Houston show with, <laughs> with the guy countdown thing, where guy says it right after he says one, without there being any time. Like he's like one, he's like repeat. And I've seen so many times people in other matches who they're like one, and then they're like repeat, and they give it to him. Yep, you know what it, I mean. Inconsistency, man. And it's just like, and I, 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 I drilled him hard about that so many times. Yeah. He probably doesn't like me, and it is what it is. I, he probably doesn't like me either, and it, it that goes back to, I just don't, I just don't think he likes the criticism. I think that he, and this is a not again, this is not a knock on Christian dude. I I listen I do an SE and live after show for the last year or almost a year I've listened to ten hours a fucking week of that show More plus than that. all the schmodown yeah run like three hours yeah plus all the schmodown that I that I listen and watch I'm obviously a fan of Christian and Marks and what they're doing obviously yeah. or I wouldn't give them the time of fucking day yeah so you know it, it's nothing personal dude it's just like. You have presented us fans with this amazing fucking thing. And and you have told us some of the rules and some of the things that, that are in place. And you withhold from us the overall rule book. And yet you get mad at us because we don't know what the fuck's going on. And we're making comments based on what you've given us. It's like, I'll go back real quick to... Uh, uh, you know, on Twitter, he kind of had an issue with me on Twitter because I had, uh, and granted, I could, I should have inquired as to when Cabrera uh, in the in the Star Wars match, Ace it it, it brought up uh, that uh, a question had been asked earlier or something like that, but the point is that that Christian said, "Is that a challenge?" Ace said, "No, I'm not challenging it," and then they proceeded to challenge it. And he, now, he says that Winston challenged it in the behind the scenes. In, behind the scenes, but we don't know that. We, yeah, he, he didn't state that. He didn't say. That's okay, exactly uh, a my challenge point. Challenge was issued by Winston, so we are going to stop and we're going to. You know what I mean? Like if he had said that to the audience, yeah, you know, everybody knew what was going on. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, and all we hear is the competitor himself saying, "I'm not challenging that." 
and then they call it a challenge in the competitive, and it doesn't matter what the result was. That's what matters. Yeah. And then I go on Twitter, and granted, I could have inquired. I, I should have. I should have said, you know, hey, Christian, this is what happened. This is what we saw. Can you explain a little bit? However, even though I didn't do it that way, <laughs> I did. I approached it like a fan who was who was working with what I was given, and I was like, you know, hey, just letting you know that when the competitor says that he's not challenging a question, that doesn't mean it's a challenge, you know. And then someone else replies to me, oh, here's another person trying to tell you how to run your league, and Christian likes it, and I'm like, dude, no, don't fucking play that shit with me. Okay, I, I'm not that fucking asshole. It, all I had to work with was what you gave us. What you gave us. And all you gave us was the competitor saying, I'm not challenging it, and you fucking challenged it anyway. So don't get shitty with me when I'm fucking working with all you will give us. And it's not all that we know. It's all they will give us. It's all they will allow us to have. Yeah. And, 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 you know, when, when that's the case... Don't get shitty with us when when we when we're not technically correct. Okay, so Winston fucking called a challenge behind scenes. No one else knew that. So why am I all of a sudden an asshole who's trying to tell you how to run your fucking league when all I'm doing is working with what you gave me? Yeah. You know, and that those are the little things that it's just like, come on, guys, we can be better than this. And these are the little reasons why it's not yet a sport, in my opinion. We're well on our way. But it's just not quite there yet. No, I get it. I get it. I'm getting heated, man. What can I say? <laughs> I love this shit. I fucking love Schmodown so much. <laughs> I know. Uh, so after this match, uh, we get both Winston and Chandru extremely emotional. Uh, and I, yes. I'll be honest. I love right. when I love when you see like the managers and the competitors like this. Yeah, it 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 makes it real. You know what I mean? Uh, and so and especially like we've seen Winston like that before. Yeah. But seeing Chandru like that after all this showboating and, yeah. and heel tactics and whatnot that he was kind of going off throughout the whole week and then into this match, it was nice to see that. It kind of humanized him a bit for yeah. me, you know? Yeah, I thought I thought that was nice. Uh, like I said, this gave Swag three more points, and this is what puts them in first place. Drip, uh, drip. Drip, drip. In a couple of minutes, we'll get into the uh, faction standings. Uh, we'll get to see all that goodness, all those good drips. <laughs> uh, so dur during this after uh, stuff, Shannon popped in to congratulate them. I thought that was interesting, uh, doing her little snarky way of, uh, I wasn't expecting anybody to ra just randomly pop in for congratulations. I thought yeah. maybe she was going to like actually like, say or do something. But it was just a you know, snarky con congratulations. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, so now Chandru will face off against Chance Elson at the Spectacular. Uh, and like I said, man, I really think that we need to get a Smets versus Kalinowski match uh, somewhere in there, and then the loser will face them. I really think yeah. it, has, it should happen. Uh, I'd love to see that the the third the, the rubber match between Mike and Smets. You know, we need that. Yeah, dude, I still and Mike can't wants believe. It anyways, Mike yeah. wants it. He said he wants it. So I, I still can't believe that it that it's not Kalinowski who's going for the title. It's spectacular, I know, man. I thought it was going to be Kalinowski yeah. versus Smets, man. That's what I thought it was going to be. Yep, yep. Uh, 100% in my mind, that's what was going to happen. Completely yeah. blown out of the water, dude. Yep. Man, <laughs> uh, every every year they do brackets and all this other stuff, and I never get anywhere close to these brackets. 
this was this was the first year I filled any out, and I didn't fare too well. I will admit. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Uh, so this watching how upset Smets was after this match uh, for me was actually pretty hard to watch. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um. It it because like we've talked to him before. Uh, yeah. We had interactions with him and he he's a great dude he takes this he is so invested in this game and this you know for him it is a sport you know no matter what it is yeah yeah um and to see just how devastated and upset he was during this it, it like it kind of broke my heart for him you know yeah it was it was tough it was tough to watch uh that portion of it yeah, for sure, man, for sure. I'm I'm a big fan of Smets. I think more so as a human being than a competitor yeah. in Smowdown. Yeah. He's like you said, man. He's a, he's just a really nice guy, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you can tell. I don't know, dude. You can just tell he's he gets in this fucking zone, dude. There's I think he's probably got the deepest zone of anyone <laughs> when they're yeah. in the in the competitions. I mean, he just. He ain't nothing fucking funny. We're not messing around. We're not joking. Yeah. This is not Mickey Mouse time. It's you know he's all business, dude, and I love yeah, that dude. about him. Yeah, and he can back it up too, so it makes it even better. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I don't know about you, but I think that this is a definite contender for match of the year. I, I think still, so too. I know there's still a whole yeah, there's a lot singles left. tournament and teams tournament left to go, and, and spectacular and all this other stuff, but. Uh, I definitely think that this is a contender for match of the year. But but then again, there's at least two Star Wars matches that I would put in for contenders of the year. That's true. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. the Scrimshaw match was unfucking believable, dude. Oh yeah, man. I've re- I've rewatched that match, dude, and I don't ever rewatch matches, and that's just that's like. Uh, like uh, the, and that's how I am with uh, with with like baseball, football. You know, if I know the end result of a competition, I'm not gonna watch it again. Yeah, you know. But that match was fucking really cool, man. It was, man. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that one, the 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 finals match with with Ace and Andres, yeah, was killer. And even the Roca Irwin match, mm-hmm. you know, was three or four rounds of of sudden death. Like shit, man. Like there's some there's some stacked matches going in, and like I said, we're only like halfway through. Really, if right. you think about it, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a nutty second half of this season. I gotta say, it's gonna be wild. Yeah, right, yeah. So. I'm definitely looking forward to this. All right, so that is all the matches for for this show. Uh, only two this week. We'll get into what that means a little later. <laughs> but right now we're gonna get into the faction standings. There we go. So trip, hold, trip, trip, trip. Swag on top, thirty-one points. That's right. Yeah, this uh, this is impressive. They they managed to to just knock it out of the park here and uh, overtake the Finstock Exchange. And I noticed from last week. Um, last week they had uh the Burning Droogs. And the usual suspects tied for seventh. Okay, like liter- legitimately tied. Like it said seven, wow. and there was no eight. It was just it was a legitimate tie, and they technically had the burning droogs above uh, uh, the usual suspects on the on the standings uh, sheet, hmm. which bothered me because if you look at their stats, they're exactly the same: nine, four, five, no KOs, nine points, exactly the same. 
the one difference. The usual suspects won their last game. The Burning Droogs lost their last game. And so last week I, I talked about it because like they had neither of them had have had a match this week obviously, so that that has not changed the, those those numbers. And I was like, this should not be a tie. This should be a clear usual suspects at seven, burning droogs at eight. And so when I looked up the faction faction standings for this week and saw that they did that, I was like, huh, they actually did what I was talking about on my show. And then I was like, well, I doubt they listened to me, but I'm glad that they did it anyways. <laughs> like, I'm not going to take credit for it, but I pointed it out last week on my show uh, that, uh, that that they did that. Yeah, so once again, swag, drip, drip. So let's yeah. see if, if you can hold on to that number one uh, spot there. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, Finstock Exchange, dude, they've got... They're he- they're more stacked for singles and teams, I think. Yeah. So this it's going to get might, interesting. They very well might take back the lead this coming Friday. Never know. know. Yeah. I mean, and that's not even with like counting all of the playing matches throughout the week. Uh, I'd have to look and see what fucking teams everybody is on in order to. But just with Dan Merle, like Dan Merle could win and push them up, you know, in the rankings just from that. So we'll we'll see. It's going to be an interesting uh, an interesting time. Um. But before we get into the schedule and whatnot, uh, Frank Janish, or as I like to call him, Frank Heelish, did post a top 10 <laughs> points earners uh, so far, and I wanted to bring that up. We've got Chance Ellison, the number one points earner Man. so far this season. Who the hell thought that was going to happen? O- other than maybe Chance, you know, and, and maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's insane. And how often are you going to get a top 10 list? And have Dan Merle at the bottom of it. Yeah, no shit. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, he hasn't played much, but still, it's like, you don't see that very often. So I thought this was a really interesting list. You know, you got Merle at 10, Andrew DiMolanta at at 9, Robert Parker, uh, Ben Goddard above Robert Parker there by half a point. Yeah, wow. There you go for that. Chandru at 8, and I don't think Chandru's in the singles, and I don't think he's a team player, so he's only got one more match this season. So he's not gonna be able to make it to the top of that list, you know. No, is is you know is what it is for him. Uh, then you got Barbarian, Alex Damon, and then Mike Kalinowski at number three, Andres Cabrera at number man. two, and Chance that number one and number two, man. Yeah, wow. that's just I, I that just blows my mind. I, I never thought that coming into this season that we'd see those two guys. Just hitting the points like that, man. Dude, Cabrera came out of nowhere, man. Yeah, he, I'm. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of his, dude. He uh, kicking some ass in that shit, I need, man. I, I, I never got an answer about this. I put it out to Christian on Twitter, but I never got an answer. Do you think that Andre should be considered a rookie? He had a match technically in season two. It was a teams match where it, it, it was. Uh, I think it was Dan Merle and uh, Mark Riley versus the team of uh, Cody, Cobster, and Andres, a three-man team. And they were all out there, and they lost that match. So do you? Th- he's never played another match since. Right. Um, I I would say how I would do this one is I would call this his rookie season, and I would call that match his rookie debut. 
Okay. But do you think that he would be contender for rookie of the year then? No. Okay. That's no. that's where that's where the point of my whole questioning was. Okay. Like, yeah. Would he be eligible for rookie of the year? Because if so, he's a fucking shoe in. Yes, for you sure. You know what I mean? For um, sure. Because of that one random match in season two in the ultimate team showdown. You know, he doesn't get that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. player of the year or like definitely uh intergeekdom Star Wars player of the year. Right, definitely, right, yeah. Definitely a, a top contender for that. Um, him and probably Chance right now are the two that are really neck and neck for that because they're the ones who've won these tournaments, you know? So we'll see what happens. Uh, come spectacular, of course. Uh, but, all right, so we are going to get into next week on the Schmodown. Look at this schedule right here. We got five matches uh, next week. That's we've this got, week. Or, yeah, this week. So, so when I talk about it. <laughs> So I, I know say, what you mean. I say next week because it's what I'll be talking about. You know what I mean. Uh, I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> I mean, the dates are there. It's cool. Right, uh, right. Yeah, so today today dropped uh, Collins versus uh, Gallego. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Gallego. Uh, it's, fu- yeah, yeah. it's funny because in the – I think it's the – it's either in the st- like the bracket – or there was some other thing that had his name, and it was spelled incorrectly. It was spelled Galagos with an S. And so yes, I, I the, noticed that too. I've been back and forth. I was like, which way is it? Is it spelled? But then they posted like the the official like uh, match card or whatever for, it, and it's Galago. So that's how I that's how I. I do it know I, I I do know that the L is pronounced more like with a Y. So it's like. Like oh, okay. I thought it was Gallegos. Gallego. Okay. When when there was an S at the end, I, it would have been Gallegos. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, I actually a few months ago I hit up uh, I hit up David B and I was like, Hey David B, I go, <laughs> I go, you're Latino, dude. I need some help with this pronunciation. Is <laughs> I didn't. I was pretty sure I was saying it wrong, and I didn't yeah. want to do that. So I was like, You got to help me out here, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I get that. And then so tomorrow we get uh, Moran versus White, Frank Moran and, and James White. Then we get on Thursday Marisol McKee versus Bonnie Somerville. Uh, real quick, I want your opinion on this. Um, do you think it was a good idea for them to put Bonnie in this tournament? She's she's 0-3. She's never won a match. Right. She's faced off against Makuga, Janine the Machine, and most recently Brett Sheridan. Like, and like, Brett Beater. I'm not trying to, but yeah, you know, she, she's, Brett's she's not the best. Three, she's never won, <laughs> but they put her in the tournament, and it's like I under like it's not like she didn't play a match. Brett's not in this tournament. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like, I understand you're they're you know trying to get people the chance to play, but it's also about these points, right? I, I love Bonnie, but she, she she's not. I'd be surprised if she makes it past Marisol. Yeah, I really, I really would. I, I like Bonnie a lot too. And uh, to be honest, I think what happened with Bonnie in this—not just the tournament, but I—I I don't think she should be in the tournament. No, I don't think she's earned that. I'm sorry. Uh, but as far as her being in the draft at all, I think what happened was you know the draft happened shortly after Se and Live started, yeah. um, and Bonnie was supposed to be a regular, at least a semi-regular fixture on that show, like a once a week kind of thing. Um, uh, she got real busy and, and had some stuff come up, some work come up and she wasn't able to be on as much as she thought. So I think, 
I, I don't want to say novelty because that kind of makes it, it kind of, I think, lessens her value. <laughs> but I just, I honestly think that I think the reason that she was in the draft is more because she was supposed to be a semi-regular fixture on SEN Live more than her skills as a competitor or anything like that. And I mean, uh, I love Brett and, and I love him in the Schmodown, his character work and all that, you know, but let's be honest. Brett's kind of the same thing, probably. You know, he's on SEN Live, so he's kind of a one of those kind of deals. Um, yeah. Because, really, honestly, if you're going to go as far as, and especially if we're if we're trying to be a sport here, neither one of those two have paid their dues to to make it into that draft. Think of all the people who didn't make it in the draft who have been playing in the fucking Schmodown before them and have better records and stuff like that, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, um, uh, and, and that's fine. I mean, it's Christian's league. Christian, I'm not telling you how to run your league. I don't <laughs> care. I'm just saying that might be that might be why she, she was first introduced into the Schmodown. Yeah. Um, and, but, yeah, she – she hasn't played enough. She, I just don't think she's put in her her time yet uh, to be in the tournament. I mean, I, mean I, I don't know. I don't know if that necessarily matters because, like, she's playing against a rookie, someone who's never played. That's true. You know? That's but, true. So I understand why she's in a play-in match. I guess, but yeah, yeah, I just that makes a lot more sense. Why you would choose her to go in? Like, I don't know if Brandon Hanna didn't want to do the tournament, but he's on that same team. It's the Droogs, and he's on that team. Maybe that was his punishment for being a fucking little baby heel dickhead to fucking uh, to uh, to Napsock during his match. I'm sorry, dude. When when Hannah uh, was managing Napsock, I don't give okay. I don't give a shit if it was heel work and just trying to play play along and all this stuff. That was it was a fucking asshole way that he handled and managed Napsock in that match. He degraded him and belittled him in the middle of the fucking match. And and it was unprofessional as far as him supposing to, supposed to be a, a step a fill in manager as far as a manager goes it was fucking unprofessional dude I think the baby heel in that situation he was a fucking dickhead to not only Napsock but he was a real fucking shithead to the rest of the faction because that shit hurt that that hurt the faction yeah, now yeah. I would hope that now now something else I also thought about. Um, I would be willing to bet that when it was announced that Robert Meyer Burnett was was removed from Schmodown, I'd be willing to bet it was known right away that Knapsack was going to be the guy they were going to go to, and and it reminds me of when uh, when Knapsack uh, due to storyline he ditched out on Rachel Cushing in their team match, and that's when they broke up. So there's a part of me that's like, well, maybe all of this was staged as far as like, okay, let's have baby heel keep doing his heel thing so this will give him an opportunity to play up more as a heel uh knapsack will it will throw the match i'm sorry but knapsack he's a lot better than he was in that match yeah, I don't so know maybe man. knapsack would throw the match and then he would become the manager maybe that's what happened maybe. but I but i doubt it and i would hope not because we're we're at a point where we're like I said, it's not just individuals now; it's a team. 
So imagine how fucked up that would be to intentionally fuck your entire faction over like that. So I'm I'm dismissing that entire idea and saying that it was a legit match and Hannah shit all over Knapsack and his faction by the way he treated Ken during that match. Oh yeah, it, it couldn't have helped Ken at all. You, you like to call him uh, Baby Heel. Well, I'm going to bring something over from one of my other shows uh, and, and call him Crybaby Bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm cl- dude, I, I was starting to drink, and I was like, I better hurry up and swallow this before he puts this shit up. It was like that close. I can taste the fucking pop in the back of my throat from where like I almost spit it back out, and now my throat hurts, dude. That was close. I like oh. that. <laughs> yep, I use this over on my off the rope show all the time. <laughs> so I thought I'd bring that bring that over uh, to. Oh you. man! <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, back to where are we? Back to the schedule. Uh, on Friday, uh, then we have the next throwdown, which is uh, Shazam versus Final Exam. Final Exam in their what third match now? They're just yep. climbing that ladder, man. They're just making their way up. Uh, and then Merle versus Irwin for the singles championship. Uh, we've got, where is it? Right here. Pow. Boom. This is going to be a great uh, event, I think. I'm pretty pretty excited for this one. Who do you got? Yeah. Who between uh, you, got, you got Merle and Irwin. You got Shazam, Final Exam. Who, who do you got? Dun, 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 dun. Dude, I got yeah. Merle all the way, dude. Yes. I He is just so damn good so calm so cool up there i mean that 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 new york city match was the most riled i've ever seen him get and he wasn't really super riled up but he was a little bit riled so he's just he's always really calm dude and just he's yeah dude i'm going for i'm going for uh for merle dude nice yeah yeah same here uh i mean i had i'll be honest i had roca winning against uh ethan but I still had Merle win it against Roka. So no matter what, I had right. Merle take, keeping his title uh, at the end of all this. Um, and honestly, I got Shazam taking down Final Exam. I don't know about you, but... I, I'm still undecided on this one. Um, I Like, Final Exam has been doing great. Yeah, yeah. Here, but I, I'm, I, I've been such a big fan of Shazam. Yeah, they're La- great. Last year's team tournament, I had them going all the way. You know, that was like one of the few things I, I had actually have like going uh throughout one of the brackets but uh yeah so when it when i when i saw that it was going to be shazam i was like man i i, I gotta go, i gotta go with my boys it's gotta be shazam the only thing that i've ever seen in shazam that makes me pause when calling them as winners is um oh shit his name just escaped me not uh not bibs his partner um oh brendan meyer the kid yeah 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 all right uh, Brendan, like, w- whenever he gets a question wrong, he's extremely hard on himself. And he's hard on himself, and it's very noticeable, it's public, you know? And I think, I think that, I think he just, get, he's too hard on himself, dude. And I think maybe that gets him a little flustered for future questions. Um, yeah, I get that. Which, which, that's the only thing that, that, uh, that, the only flaw, I guess, that I can really see in Shazam. Uh, other than that, they're they're fucking solid, dude. Uh, it took me a while to come around on them as a team, but yeah. I quickly did. 
Yeah. Uh, very entertaining. Just like I said, I think the kid just sometimes gets a little too down on himself, and I think it might affect his gameplay after that. Yeah, May, gets, I could be wrong. And but. then he get he gets like overexcited at times, like in yes. the, the, the the old speed rounds. And then when he when you know when they yell at him, he, you can tell that it like it, he just he just sinks into himself, you know, because he got yelled at. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, dude, like it's okay, just take take your lumps and move on, you know. But uh, yeah, and so. If you think five matches is a lot, like we're seeing this current week, just wait till you get to next week and the week after where it's seven and then six. Uh, it's going to be crazy. Uh, so next week we've got, uh, like I said, there are seven matches. I don't have the full match list. There's a whole, whole bunch of stuff. I'll go over those next week. But we have another throwdown at the end to cap it all off. It'll be Teams Championship match, Founding Fathers versus Corruption with the undercard of Who's the Boss versus either Shazam or Final Exam. Uh, it's it's going to be good. It'll be nice to see some more uh, Teams matches, uh, Roland. Yeah. And then the following week, six matches capped off by the highly anticipated yes. Chris Jericho versus Kevin Smith with the Guy Bateman uh, two number one contender match undercard. Man, whew. What are your thoughts? Let's start with this uh, this teams one. We've got Finding Fathers, Corruption, and then Who's the Boss versus whoever the hell wins on uh, on Friday. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing Founding Fathers play again. It's been a while, and I'm a big the, fan the of both fourth, theirs. The fourth or fifth time Founding Fathers and Corruption have gone face to face. Yeah, it's, man, it's, they've they've gone they've they fought quite a few times. I think it's four. yeah. I think it's number four. And, and obviously, uh, Allison and Kalinowski are on their shit this year, man. Oh, yeah. So, th- them t- together, that's going to be fun, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm and then as far as the how, undercard. I, I'm interested, you know. interested to see how Roka's loss to Irwin will affect him uh, going into that match. So, we'll see. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. And the undercard, uh, I mean, honestly, if, if, it's, if final exam wins... I think it'll probably be who's the boss who takes it. If Shazam wins, I think it's a... I, I'm less sure. I think it might actually just be Shazam. Um, and it's nothing... It's mostly, I'll be honest, it's mostly on Mark Riley as to whether or not his game is up to snuff. Because uh, he he plays... the Out of the four main guys on the on uh, the Finstock Exchange, he plays the least yeah. in general. Uh, you know what I mean? He's had the least um, success. I mean, I know he's been a two-time champ and all this stuff. Yeah. I get that. However, in recent times, he's had the least success of the of the four. And, you know, and that's just the way it is. You know, somebody has to be on the bottom. You know. Yeah. Unfortunately, how how it goes. I like being on the bottom. I don't mind. You just lay there. You don't have to do much work. You know. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kevin Smith knows all about that. <laughs> That's right. So uh, with we're going to start with Ben versus Guy. Now, there is a digital wheel again. So just like the last time they fought, uh, do you think that will affect uh, Guy in, in this match at all? <laughs> or do you I, think I, he'll just play it up like crazy? I think he'll play it I, up. I think he'll play it up, yeah. Um, I, I think there's a part of me that's looking forward to this guy versus Bateman match more than I am Jericho versus Kevin Smith. I know, man. And this is um, this is a man. number one contender match, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, I feel like they're not really promoting it that way, but that's what it is. You know, it's, it's, it's big stakes here. Um, and I'm curious 
if the I, I assume the Jericho Smith match is just a three rounder, but I kind of want it to be a five. I would too. You know, and, and I also really hope this isn't one of those that that turns out being like a one-off publicity gimmick for the league, you know, where it's like this is the only match either one of them ever play and all that kind of stuff. That, I mean, it'd be fun to see them play no matter what, but I just hope it's not one of those kind of deals, you know. I hope it's like they're actually in the league and they are going to actually play matches and stuff. Um, But I don't know. This is going to be great, dude. And I, you know for damn sure there's got to be – dude. If we do not hear Kevin Smith answering questions about Kevin Smith movies, it's going to be a fucking travesty, dude. It would be great. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to make a prediction. If he's, like, say he spins a Kevin Smith slice, it, he's going to get at least one of those questions wrong, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I want to see him and, like, Rachel Silvestrini in a mm. Kevin Smith match. Yeah, that would be hilarious to see Kevin Smith in a Kevin Smith match, especially if he didn't win. (laughs) Oh, dude, Silverstream, he'd probably kick his ass, to be honest, dude. (laughs) It'd be hilarious. I would love it. I'd watch that so many damn Oh, yeah, man. Hell yeah. (laughs) Who do you think will win that match, though? That's the thing. It's like, man, it's tough, you know, because I know, you know, Kevin, you know, I know he knows a lot about movies and stuff, but the question is, what's his recall like? Yeah, is, is, can he snap him out, or is he like a John Schnepp who knew a shit ton about movies, but had a harder time, you know, getting him out when it, you know, at that snap minute in those fifteen seconds? Right, right. Um, well, there's always that possibility, but in in it, we know absolutely nothing about Jericho's movie yeah. knowledge. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So about that. Yeah. It, it's easier to lean toward Kevin just because he's a director, actor, writer, all of that. So you would just assume that he would know more. But assumptions are like fucking assholes, dude. You know, <laughs> well, true. wait, no. Everybody I butchered that. <laughs> I am butchered that. I'm fucking tired, dude. <laughs> it's pretty close. It's pretty close. <laughs> but no, but assumptions, yeah. assumptions, how does that go? Assumptions make an ass of you and me. That's what it is. Yeah, no, when, when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. Yeah. yeah, of course, I like to be a little smart-ass sometimes, and when people make wrong assumptions, I'll say, I'm glad your assumption made an ass of you and not me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, 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 yeah. So you would assume that, that Kevin would have this match in the back just based on he works in the industry and has for so long. But, yeah, I mean, Jericho so. could be a fucking movie wizard. You never know. Yeah, who knows, man. I, I'm interested to find out. But uh, we will see. And then there's one final thing that I want to bring up, and that is don't forget to check out the 80s action comedies exhibition match with Kaiser, Tom Dagnino, those two crazy dudes going at it. Uh, I have not watched it yet, but uh, I I plan to uh, this weekend. Uh, Maybe this week if I have some time, but there are a fucking shit ton of matches to watch. Otherwise, uh, we'll see. (laughs) Have you watched it yet? (laughs) No, not yet, but I noticed it went up today, so. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think it's been up for like the other, but yeah, it's up now for all patrons. So, if, oh, all right, all right, cool, one, cool. One dollar, people, come on, just get in there. You can watch one dollar. Yeah, one dollar. You can watch these uh, exhibition uh, matches. So, yeah, that wraps up everything for this episode, episode number fifty-two 
of Talking Schmodown. Uh, Jay Wade, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, right there. At Jay Wade eleven thirty four on the Twitter. Um, I also do uh, do some work for Josh over on Merc with the Movie blog, I'm, and he'll tell you about that. But you can find me on a couple shows over there. And uh, Sean and I got the Mandalorian season two review show coming back on here as soon as that starts up. So go get that rose. Uh, bachelor show is coming up here. Uh, should be sometime. I was I would gonna assume. say that, that they're doing Bachelor in quarantine, right? I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, dude. It's going <laughs> to be very like, interesting. That's what I heard. I think Sarah was saying something like that. They're doing it like in like quarantine style. Like they're wow. all locked. Like they they're all locked in the house, quarantine. They're not allowed to like go out and do other stuff like they would normally Man. do. I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah, I've never it's watched be it myself, but uh, I almost <laughs> feel like this would be the season to watch it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, any, anything else you want to plug before uh, I move on to myself? Uh, SEN Afterlife coming this week. Going to have Matt from Schmoes of the North joining me. And then uh, the week after that, uh, as far as everything works out with schedule, Winston Marshall will be on with me. And then the following week, uh, Kevin Smets, speaking yeah. of the Smasher. So. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. All right. Yep. And you guys can find me on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J-P-R-A-Y-N-O-R. And, of course, you can follow me at Merc with a Movie Blog. Check out my website, MerkWithAMovieBlog.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MovieBlogMerk. Facebook and YouTube at Merc with a Movie Blog. Uh, Anchor.fm slash MovieBlogMerk. All kinds of great stuff going on over there. So many goddamn shows. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's too many to count. It's it's crazy. You guys, you guys do so much good stuff over on the network. So uh, I'm so proud of all of you. So, uh, yeah. So thank you everybody who uh, stuck around and watched for almost two hours. And uh, for Celia, I think it was was it Celia. Celia B. Yeah, Celia B. I didn't realize yeah, I could you. real quick. I didn't realize I could do this, but I could have shown the damn thing. Didn't even realize that. I've never had a comment <laughs> before uh, while doing the show. So yeah, they didn't ask any questions while he was in the bathroom. Bam. That would have been way well, cooler way back when... Uh, when we no, that's all right. <laughs> At least we got clarification. Thank you, Celia. That's yes. awesome. So, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, again. This has been uh, episode 52 of Talking Schmodown. And, uh, I mean, just join us next week. It's going to be a good time. It'll probably be just me. Maybe it'll be Jay. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, uh, as I say every week, we have been Talking Schmodown. Catch you next time, everyone. <laughs>